ado, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Pure Radio. This is your boy, Joseph Octaviani. And on today's episode, episode 60, that is, I have the one and only Saul Dibba. And he is out in South Dakota, but hailing from Gambia, Africa. And he drops a lot of gems. Definitely one of my favorite episodes that I've done. He not only do we talk about his why, his deeper reasoning, and that's one thing that I'm definitely going to ask of every single one of my guests because I think it's such an important aspect behind whatever it is we do that why. We also talk about something that I really didn't even know too much about, um, not until recently, and he definitely drops a lot of game, and that's funding. Funding, funding, funding. If you are wanting to get money as an artist or as a new organization, he drops a lot of game for that. So stay tuned to this episode. You know, give, give me like a minute. Go over this advertisement real quick. Let me make my money. And then we're going to get into the episode. All right, <laughs> let's go. You know what that is? Nah, bro, please educate me. Oh, in, in layman's terms, it's pretty much like your circle. You know what I mean? Like you know how, like for example, there's 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 capital as in money. You know, like sure you could do a money that you have to to fund whatever you want to do, and then there's social capital, which is I'd say just as good as money. Where it's like, or even more, important. pretty much. It's it's pretty much it's pretty much networking, but creating a network in a way where that network can help you get to that next step, that next point and having like, you know, mentors, for example, that, that, that pour into you to, to teach you certain things you may not know or having like-minded people like you, you know, for you, for example, you know, who, 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 who's a creative who has their own podcast, networking with other podcasters and other creatives and learning from them to then build up your own, you know, brand and your own image to then get to you, get you where you need to go, basically. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah, using, not using people, but, but, but finding people who can help you accomplish what you need to accomplish. It's pretty yeah. much networking. Yeah, yeah. But it's the power, pretty much the power of your circle. Like what can your circle do for you to get you where you need to go? You know what I mean? Yeah, because everybody has those strengths and everybody has those weaknesses. So in that circle, like you said, it's not using, but I have a weakness and you have a strength that plays to my weakness and vice versa. You may have a weakness and I have a strength. And so, boom, there you go. And that's how really your network works. Yeah. You know, like literally, literally the, 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 the dictionary definition is the networks of relationships among people who live and work in a particular society, enabling that society to function effectively. Mm. You know, to function effectively. So, I didn't know that. <laughs> you just taught me something with that. I didn't know that. That's super I, important. I didn't, know what it, I didn't know. I didn't know that that term until I took what class was it? I took a I took a public relations class for my major in college and that's mm. where I learned the, the the term and ever since then it's been like okay that's important you know that's actually something I can take out of the classroom and you know, bring it into my 
actual life to help me out, you know? Yeah, social what, social yeah. currency, you said? Social capital, social, social capital. Same, yeah, same. yeah, same thing. So, man, that's, I did an episode, um, I did an episode just a couple episodes ago, and it was called Network or Net Worth, and I said they were the same thing, because when you have one, the network, it reflects in the other, the net worth, because you become who you are around. So be around, that really is, man, it really is true. And it sucks because if you grew up in a neighborhood where it's a crabs in a bucket mentality, when you try to disassociate or it it seem like you're disassociating from where you're from or who, you know, who hangs out with you, whatever, then it's it's looked down upon. It's a problem. That's people get killed like that. You know, yeah, it's sad. It's the reality. <laughs> it's crazy, but yeah. in reality, we we need to understand. Like, yo, I'm trying to build my network. You should be, you should be thinking like me and trying to improve yourself, and then working together with me so that we can improve each other. You know what I'm saying? Instead yeah. of seeing me trying to improve myself with other people, getting jealous, angry, whatever it is the case. But yeah, that's that's a big key. Social capital, social capital. That's what you would tell anybody trying to learn how to. Yeah. Honestly, I am here today, like in my position, because I, you know, you know, uh, I consciously, you know, went, you know, put myself out there, like, you know, going to certain events that aligned with what I was trying to do or what I was trying to learn. And through that, you know, you. You know, you find that person finds you that has been looking for that 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 person to mentor or that person to to pour knowledge into and then you know what I'm saying from that person once you build that relationship with that person and they see that you're a solid individual and they see that, you know, you're uh you're doing your thing, you're on top of it, then you got a good head on your shoulders and they you know, then when they go into their circles and their network, it's like they're talking about you when when they when other people are bringing up things that like man I'm looking for X Y Z, you know what I'm saying I've been I've been struggling to to find this type of person, mm-hmm. and then the person that that linked up with like oh man I know this person Joseph bro I just met him like two months ago he do dude's really like he does you know what I mean and then from there it's like that person that they talk to is trying to reach out to you and now. You go from one person to two people in the circle that can help you out and, you know, do your thing. So it's, 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 it's honestly just like taking that risk, you know, jumping off that cliff and, you know, just flying afterwards, you know? Yeah, bro. It's, it, it becomes a domino effect. Definitely. When you start it, once it you meet does. someone, it does. man, it becomes a domino effect. I was, I was seeing this, um, I can't even remember what it was, a webinar or something. It was a course or something. And he was talking about the power of the network, right? And and the exposure that you really get from your network. So it's not only you, it's not only you and them. They know 10 people, you know 10 people. Exactly. And then they know 10 people, then boom, 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 boom. Little do you know that that one person you met just exposed you potentially to thousands of people. So like you said, when you're in that room and you hear, man, I wish I had a photographer. Hey, 
My guy does. Hey, my guy's a photographer. I got you. Let me slide you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's exactly how it works. It's not easy, but it's as easy as that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's simple not, not, but not easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it just it starts from something, and then from there it can go anywhere. Man, so, that's yeah, that's but, a gem right there. That's that's a that's a key right there. So on that uh, on that note. Can you introduce yourself to the people? Who are you? Um, what What would you describe that you do uh, as either a living or uh, the passion that you follow? All right. So for everybody listening, man, to the Pure Radio, I'm glad you're tuning in because my boy, Pepe Octaviani, you know what I mean? <laughs> the, the Puerto Rican <laughs> <laughs> Trademark. You know, just, we're not good. No, for those listening and, and uh, new to me, uh, my name is Suleiman Diba. Uh, most people call me Saul. I was born in uh, the Gambia, West Africa. Uh, came to the U.S. in 1998 with my family. We immigrated here uh, due to, you know, I guess you could say political strife. Uh, a military coup d'etat happened the year after I was born and a lot of things happened in between but uh, my father applied for political amnesty and we landed in Sioux Falls, South Dakota in 1998, September uh, been here ever since you know, for 22 years now um, so I'm local to the Sioux Falls area uh, went through school here you know, elementary through college graduated at Augustana University with a uh, a business and communications degree. Um, currently, right now, I'm working as an admissions counselor at my alma mater, Augustana University, helping uh, students and their families maneuver through the college uh, transition process. Uh, and on the side, I actually run a nonprofit um, called Our Growth Project, uh, based on education, art, and entertainment. Uh, the the founder. Wilson Caballo, I'm the co-founder, came up with the term edutainment and combined the three. And what we focus on is uh, giving the youth a voice, giving the the platform, uh, giving the youth a resource to tap into, um, to grow into themselves, you know, gain confidence in themselves, be able to network within their community with like-minded individuals and to showcase their art and expose their art. We've uh, we've had really all kinds of art forms on our platform, from literal painters, speed art, speed painters. Uh, we've had dancers on our show. Uh, we've had yo-yo artists. We've had magicians. Damn. We've had singers. <laughs> That's had dancers. Uh, we've had you know local entrepreneurs on live talk show. I'm talking about the entrepreneurship journey and their backgrounds and, you know, giving gems and jewels to the community in that aspect. Uh, And really the reason I do it is because, you know, from a young age, I was raised up on, you know, service, you know, service to the people, Mm. uh, serving and helping where you can, um, using your resources in any way possible. You know, somebody's there who needs something and you provide you know provide it to them without wanting anything back so mm. i've always uh lived for service of people serve my community and just trying to you know help the next man 
be on a better leg than he was the day before or the year before, whatever it was. So that's what I do. You know, that that's what I'm about, you know, just uh, helping my community grow and just being an activist and just, uh, you know, standing up for what's right and, you know, being firm in my beliefs and my and my values and morals. So that's I who that. I am, man. And shout out to my boy Joseph for bringing me on the show. No, most definitely. Most definitely. I had to have you. I had to have you because that's that's actually one thing I wanted to talk to you about too was showcasing artists. That right there is one thing that is very powerful. It's very powerful. I was a part of a showcase in in Los Angeles called uh, what was it? What was it? Raw, R A W, Raw Artists, and it was a showcase with like dozens of artists. It was in downtown in this huge like old vintage like venue upstairs downstairs. It was like this whole shebang. It was this whole thing. And uh, if you want to talk about the power of networking, that right there is huge. I made my very first sale, my very first print sale in that showcase. It was a hundred dollars. It was a picture of these Nike shoes. Like I made my very, I, I will never forget that. And I think I did it. I think I did it once. Oh yeah. I think I'd only did it once or twice, but, um, that right. Those, those types of things are very much needed, especially when it comes to smaller communities. Because the smaller they are, the most the, the more tight knit they should be. So I'm glad you do that. You're like a bridge to in these artists' lives and their journeys. That's awesome, bro. How did you get into that type of business? You know, you said because, you know, the way you've been taught and stuff like that. But what really made you want to go after it and start signing papers and, you know, make this a reality? Man. To be real with you, it was completely accidental. <laughs> yeah, some like, of those things are. Yeah. I, it was it was completely accidental. Like before, like it was a nonprofit. Before it was, you know, before we had our first, you know, showcase. Like I didn't know anything about this, you know, idea or this organization. I was actually um, so the founder Wilson. I've known him since. <clears throat> We had a we had a chemistry class. I think I was a sophomore in high school, and he was either a junior or a senior. But uh, we had chemistry class together, and you know, we became good friends. You know, he's also you know an immigrant from East Africa, Burundi. And his family came over here, you know, for similar reasons. And so I think we we connected on that that aspect first and foremost, but we, you know, created a friendship, you know, he's a good dude, you know, we both got a good sense of humor, smart guy, you know, so, you know, he's, a, I was easily attracted to him as a person before anything. I was actually, at the time, I was actually working on uh, a project myself. Um, so I, I'm also uh, owner and founder of uh, Beyond Unique Clothing. Um, so at that time, we were creating a, like a fundraiser. It was it was a it was a refugees in a refugee camp in uh, Ethiopia, actually called Gambella. And the the reason why we found out about that is because at the time we were um, we were working with this pastor from a local church of uh, in Sioux Falls, and he's been doing it for 
you know, some time, you know, kind of going back and forth between Gambella and Sioux Falls fundraising and taking materials back. So we, 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 we connected with him because we were doing a basketball tournament. Um, like a, we, we hosted a, I think it was like a, a 16 person tournament. And we were trying to find a way to not just put on a, an, an event, but give back at the same time, you know. So we kind of, you know, networked with this pastor and found out that he was doing this work. And we're like, shoot, you know, we're doing a basketball tournament. Why don't we turn it into a fundraiser too? So we, we collected items like, you know, sporting goods like basketball shoes, you know, uh, baseballs, you know like a whole bunch of equipment, you know, that, that, cause there was a team on that. There was like a basketball team, soccer team on that, uh, on that camp. So we basically, long story short, we, you know, we we're doing that project and I was trying to figure out ways to promote it and to market it. So I reached out to, to Wilson. I was like, yo, I got this idea, you know, I want to just run it by you and see if you can, you know, add anything to it and give some advice. Cause you know, he was kind of doing the same thing as me as far as, like, pathway goes. And we're just chilling at a Starbucks one day, and he's he's working on a project at the same time. So when I got there, he was, like, you know, brainstorming, getting things together. And I was like, yo, what are you working on? He's like, oh, I got this idea, you know. And he's like, and he, at the time, it didn't have a name or nothing like that. It was just an idea. And he, he explained it to me and just, like, the mission behind it, the vision behind it. I was like, yo, like, how do I get involved? You know, because like, he was talking about art. He was talking about poetry. You know, he was talking about giving the youth a voice. And like, I, I'm, I'm somebody who appreciates art a lot, especially, you know, visual arts and just like, you know, poetry and, you know, music. So I was automatically in, you know, I was like, yo, let me get involved in this. How do I get involved? And so he told me and he's like, yo, do you want to, you know, pretty much asked me, do you want to be co-founder? I was like, say less, you know? And so we were, so we, we were, you know, working on it, kind of ironing out the details, things of that sort. And then once we kind of got like the business plan or like the proposal put together, we started going around to uh, local organizations who were doing similar things, already working with the youth. And we wanted to use this program to kind of like, I guess, like be put under the wing of an organization that already has experience within this type of work we were trying to get into. So we went to, you know, this local like boys and girls club kind of thing. You know, they, they help people like with guitar lessons and musical lessons, production lessons, things like that. And they had a really cool venue that they hosted like the little concerts in. So we talked with them you know, shared the vision. We got shut down. That was oh, our shit. first note. <laughs> yeah. Got shut down for whatever reason. It's no bad blood. But then we went to another spot. We got shut down. And then Wilson had uh, a relationship with this place in town called The Bakery. And what they did was they were like a pretty much an incubator for like entrepreneurs and, you know, people who are trying to start a business or have some sort of idea that they're trying to bring to fruit, you know? And so Wilson had that connection and he explained the vision to the guys and, uh, you know, they, they gave us a shot 
And so we, we showcased our first, um, I guess, talent open mic in October of 2016. That was our first event. Um, and it was from there, it was just, we just took off, you know, like I think our first event had like a hundred people in attendance and it, it was wild, you know, like we had a girl from a local, you know, a local college in the state come down and she did like a cool, like she did a speed painting, bro, to Katy Perry's Fireworks, that song Fireworks by Katy yeah, Perry. Yeah, I remember that one. She was playing that in the background and by the time the song was done, she had a whole speed painting done, donated it to us and like, you know, from That's then on, we fun. just kind of kept going. But then, the bakery actually shut down within like our first year, year and a half of operation. And we're like, dang, we need a venue. Like we don't want to stop the momentum. Yeah. yeah. We had good, good community was starting to, you know, pay attention. And so I'm like, yeah, we're thinking, we're thinking. I'm like, Oh, I got an idea. So I, like I said, I graduated from Augustana college at the time. Now it's university, but I still had some connections within the college. And there was a local, uh, not local, there was a, a student group, student organization on campus that kind of dealt with like entertainment, like giving students entertainment as far as like events to go to and things like that. And they hosted it in this venue called the Back Alley, which is in on the school's campus itself. And it's like holds like 150 to 200 people. And it's literally, it was an old bowling alley wow. <laughs> that, they, that they transformed. Yeah, they transformed the old bowling alley into like a, a student gathering place pretty much. And that's where they held a lot of the events for entertainment. And so, you know, you know, I, I sent a few emails out and were able to get a meeting with uh, one of the people in charge of it. And he's like, yeah, at first he's like, yeah, you guys got to pay this amount. But if you somehow collaborate with a student organization that's on campus, you get the space for free. So like, and that's when, Damn. you know, the light was like in my head, I was like, oh man, UBG, you know, that that's the perfect student group, you know? So then we had a couple meetings with them, you know, they really aligned with the vision and, and what we were trying to do and they gave us space for free. So then for the next pretty much two years after that, we were hosting events out of the back alley on Augustana's campus through partnership with them. Wow. And, uh, but we just, you know, I guess never really looked back. And, 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 and within that time, I think it was March of 2018, Wilson, again, the dude is a, he's, he's a mad man. He, he just works, you know, he, uh, he had a connection with a local, uh, nonprofit here in town called the Sioux Falls Arts Council. And, uh, you know, he, he had some meetings with them again explain the vision to them you know kind of what he was trying to do with you know the organization trying to make it a non-profit etc and you know they actually became a fiscal sponsor of ours in march 2018 so since march 2018 wow. we've been we've been a, a fiscally sponsored non-profit through the Falls arts council wow <laughs> that's official yeah, yeah. that's official hold on that's official i love hearing that Man, you know, a couple, I feel like uh, people can take away a couple things from the story. People can take away a couple things. One is go ask. <laughs> so simple. Yeah, not many people would do it or not many people know that they could do it. Go ask. Pride, bro. A lot yeah. of it is pride. Yeah. You know, or, if they, if they, yeah. There's people out 
it's hard to ask, you know, it's hard to ask for help. It's hard to be like, yo, I don't know what I'm doing right now. Can you help me out? Like that's, that's hard for a lot of people, you know, just that pride factor. So, but like you said, man, you gotta ask, closed mouths don't get fed, literally. Oh man, bro, bro. That right there, it's, <laughs> you hit it right on the head, for real. Closed mouths don't get fed. And what, so what made you, what made you gravitate towards a mentor? Man, to be honest with you, man, like, I, I just think naturally, you know, just the things that I was involved in coming up, you know, sports, uh, like I said, community projects and volunteering, I just, I saw from an early age what mentoring can do to, for somebody and to somebody, you know, as, as far as like changing that person's mental and their trajectory. Um, Cause like, I'll be honest with you, if I didn't have mentors, I'd probably be out and about just doing nothing, you know, having no vision, probably, you know, have, have a record, you know, yeah, in and out of jail, that, but you know, you know, thanks, thanks to the most high, you know, I was able to, you know, in my younger days and even till now, I was able to come across, you know, great people who were older than me and had more experience than me that saw something in me and willing to, you know, uh, pour into me with their knowledge and their wisdom and what they know. So just kind of from personal experience, seeing how impactful it is to have a mentor, how impactful it is to just surround yourself with good people. I think just naturally I gravitated towards it because I know what it did for me. And I know that, you know, with, with the current state of the youth, it's needed, you know, because it's as easy as, as a young, as a young, you know, woman or young man to, to get caught up in just, stupid stuff for no reason just because you don't have nothing to do or whatever it may be so i think just just from personal experience you know seeing how some of the people that around me where they won in life and seeing that if they had a mentor they'd probably be 10 times better off so i think just just me being who i am and having the mindset that I do and just seeing the difference that it makes, I think that just naturally I felt like as a human being, I was obligated to do it, you know? I just felt like it was mm. it part of my mission to, 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 be a, to be a positive example, especially to young, to young people of color, you know, who don't really see the representation in their community or the things that they want into, you know what I mean? So... I just kind of took it upon myself and obviously with, you know, uh, people behind me, parents, you know, family and mentors. I just, I just felt like, you know, I had to, you know what I mean? I, I, I had, I had this, this thing, this burning, this burning desire inside of me that wouldn't go away until I got involved in something like that. Yeah. Because I felt like then, then that's when I would be fulfilled, you know what I mean? As a person. As a part of who you were. So yeah, it's yeah, like it a matter of time. <laughs> this position, the matter of time, and mentors, man, mentors. Now being twenty five years old, I understand the the power and the importance of having a mentor. When I was younger, um, I never really had a mentor. I never had a physical mentor around me that I could go to and seek guidance to. My mind wasn't even on that. It was more so just bullshitting. 
And since I was always on the move as a kid, I never really could have a really strong network because I was always, I would connect with some people and then disconnect a year later when I would move. So I never really understood. I always knew how to get a network quickly because of that. So I am grateful for that, but I never understood the power of a network and the power of a mentor. Um, so I found mentors as I was growing up, I found mentors in other things. I found mentors in movies. I found mentors in like, you know, characters, um, uh, artists, sports players. Like I, I felt like I could learn from them. So that's who I would go to as my so-called mentors, but I never had Growing up, I never had a physical mentor until I got older, until I started to settle down and, you know, move out and do shit myself and was able to control everything. Then I started meeting people and then I found actual mentors and it's, it's insane. The mentors can be someone that's your age. It can be someone that's younger. It can be someone that's older. It can be anyone really around you that can teach you and, and, get you in, on, on a right path, right? On a better path or learn or teach you from their experience. You know what I mean? So, exactly. Yeah. That's, if there's one thing that I want people to take away from this episode, that is find yourself a mentor <laughs> for real, find yourself a mentor or just start looking out for people to get knowledge, look out and grab and, and ask, you know, like you said, close mouths, they don't get fed. So <laughs> Yeah. Dude, yeah, man. You got you gotta build that social capital, man. That's just it's just as good as money. If not even you better. You gotta build that social you know, because you know, like you said, you know, your network it, it, it goes hand in hand with your net worth, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. You yes, you're sir. you're around, around people getting money, you're around people that are ambitious. It's gonna rub off on you, you know what I mean. So you gotta be, you, you just gotta be willing to put yourself out there, you know, and take that risk. With and that, then the reward is a lot bigger, you know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. With that being said, and with that being said, I actually wanted to talk about um, funding because, like okay. we were talking about before, before recording funding we don't have knowledge of funding going out and asking again that's that's another that's another thing we don't go out we don't maybe we don't know or like you said maybe it's systemic either way we don't know how to go out and ask or we just don't realize that there's people waiting to 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 be asked you know so how did you get on how did you get on that path like what I can't, I think it was just a couple of years ago when I realized, you know, there's people sitting there with money to invest in whatever. Uh, that was just a couple of years ago for me. Um, I can't even remember how, but what was your kind of like aha moment or what did somebody teach you? Like, yo, you can go ask them for money. It was kind of like just an instant. I think, uh, I think, I think uh, my aha moment was actually when we became a nonprofit, a fiscally sponsored nonprofit, because then, you know, I kind of got a different lens and a different perspective um, from a kind of inside source, I guess you could say, you know, like 
because because with the Sioux Falls Arts Council, what they do is they fiscally sponsor a lot of nonprofits within the city, and what they do is pretty much help the nonprofits that they kind of oversee with you know funding, with grants, you know, with uh, with you know figuring out ideas on how to fundraise things like that. So I guess it was kind of like a cheat code to be honest with you, because. You know, with me, like I've I've worked with nonprofits, like just on a volunteering scale, mm-hmm. but I never really knew about funding until I got actually into the nonprofit world, which was two years ago, officially. Um, so it was like just having those conversations with the nonprofits, like you said, they were telling us, like, "Yo, there's these people out here, like that got money, like." big money that are just looking to invest in something, you know what I mean? Like, like they don't know they're trying to give it back to the community type of stuff. And I, you know, and from that conversation, I just found out that there was literally grant almost anything. Literally. Yeah. Like almost anything. (laughs) There's, there's a grant. for, And like you said, you know, coming from a, a, a systemically non, dominant background it's like we we don't have knowledge of a lot of things you know just mm-hmm. due to the fact that the environment that we're in you know the community we were brought up in you know our parents not our parents background and experience you know what I mean like we we weren't ever really exposed to those things so you know naturally you just about those things because you don't see it on the daily but like I said man there's just so much money laying out there like for artists for business owners you know for really for anything like if you just search up like for example say say you are you know uh, uh, an artist who wants to create some sort of showcase for you know just for artists to come and, you know, showcase whatever they got. Yeah. You could probably Google, could probably Google something that deals with what you're trying to do and it'll pull up grants for it. What? You know what I mean? And then that's I, simple. And obviously it, it it's not that simple, but like, honestly, like you could, you can go to, you know, you can, you can, you can Google, you know, local grants for and, and, and put in what, whatever you know you're you're looking for sure you can find anything on google these days (laughs) yeah and it'll it'll literally bring probably bring you to you know a local source that has a comprehensive list of grants for what you're looking for even like an arts council every single county has one or every single every, every single yeah every single city has something like that where they're trying to get people they're, they're trying to you know pretty much bring people in that that need these things and obviously you know each grant is different as far as like requirements and things go and like you know what you need in order to qualify for it but honestly man there's there's so many grants and you can get grants from you know a couple hundred bucks to like thousands and thousands yeah, of yeah. dollars true but like like we earlier just comes into that network you know 
asking questions, you know, emailing your local arts council or whatever it is and asking for that guidance. And they'll, they'll show you how to go about it. You know what I mean? I'm like, you can find a grant writer within your area that knows how to write grants that can help you put a, you know, grant application together. Really? Yeah. And it's not, yeah, bro. There's, there's people literally out there that went to, went through some sort of like a, a course to become a grant writer. Wow. You know, so there's, there's people out there that, you know, outside of what they do already have that qualification of writing grants. Wow. And know the process and how to put a grant together, how to apply for a grant. There's people out there that do that for a living. That's a key right there. I hope that does not go over your guys' heads. Rewind that, what he just said. Like, I did not know that. Literally, I either until recently, like, there's <laughs> literally people who get some sort of an education on how to write grants. And you can even take the class yourself. Like you, you don't have true, to be, you, you don't have to be like some next level exec to do it. Like you can be just a regular person who wants to increase their knowledge and you can literally find classes or resources that can teach you how to write a grant. And once you complete that course, you're literally certified to write grants. Mm. So there's, there's people out there that, that do that, you know, on a daily that, if you if you if you find them within your community, or you're or you're able to tap in, or through through someone you know, there's people that literally that's their job. You know, True. so it's like it, it all goes back to just asking, asking, and doing your research. Yeah, because it's out. There. Knowledge is out there. It just depends on how bad you want to like get it. You know what I mean? After hearing that, I feel and, like and, there's and, someone and, to help us with anything out there. Like it's almost infinite. If there's something you want to do, there's someone that probably studied to handle exactly what you do to help you out with exactly what you want to do. Like that's, that's a crazy ass thought to think of. (laughs) It's infiniteless. It's a pool of, of just abundance. Yeah. And obviously, you know, it's not a guarantee that you will get these grants because obviously a lot of people put in applications for many different types of grants but i mean what's the worst that could happen no nope. yeah. <laughs> you know i mean like comes okay, a numbers this, game at okay. that point <laughs> the more i do exactly. the more i'll get it except yeah, yeah. the more you have of getting a grant of some sort of you know compensation like bro there's there's so much money out there it's, it's crazy bro man you know, there's this angel and you know what i mean there's yep. there's you know retired oh there's retired people who you know, have, you know, good retirement money or whatever it is that are just looking for ways to, like I said, give out their money for a good cause. So just, it all comes down to the, the individual or individuals trying to you know accomplish whatever they're trying to accomplish and just do research on, you know, what you would need, you know, cause obviously some of these, a lot of these grants actually will ask you like, you know, specific questions on like what you're trying to do. And then in that way, they, they figure out, you know, if you're going to be eligible for the grant, mm. you know, like, but they usually they, those, those stipulations are already drawn out. So you know that, okay, I need A, B and C to, to, to even qualify for this grant, you know, yeah. there's qualifications for every kind, but it's out there, bro. The funding is out there. And like I said, bro, there's, 
in every, in every state, city, count, county, whatever, there's something like that within every county. I don't know if it's a requirement or what by the by the governments to do it, but I'm probably. I, I mean, it's funded by us. Might as well ask for it. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, it's there for yeah, us. Yeah, the you, grant, grants are limitless, man. Like as long as you can qualify for whatever grant you're trying to apply for, it's it's really limitless. To be honest, man, bro. One thing. You're right. If, if there really is an, an infinite pool of abundance that we can all reach into. And so that's why one of the quotes that I like the most um, by Nipsey is, I'm not in the way of what you're reaching for. So, so simple. But especially in an yeah. environment that like he was in or many of the communities that we mm-hmm. grew up in, it's like crabs in the bucket, thinking if they're getting money, I'm getting I'm not getting money because of it. But in reality, there's so much money sitting out there waiting to be asked for, (laughs) you know, waiting to be located. But again, like you said, knowledge is that knowledge. We don't we don't have that knowledge. And that is, you know, I did want to I did want to tell you that one of the reasons why I created Pure Radio was for people like me, who didn't have mentors around them, who didn't know about resources around them, right? Who have that lack of knowledge. And so that's why I bring other people. And that's why I speak on what I've been through. I get other people to speak on their expertise because you just dropped a lot of game. So you just dropped a lot of game. So thank you for that. Um, one thing I wanted to, to, to talk to you about also was like we talked about earlier was your why and why that was so important and why, what, what was your, your deep why and what continues to be your deep why to continue doing what you're doing? Because I feel like you're wearing, you wear a lot of hats or you have, you have a lot of uh, responsibility when it comes to showcasing other people, when it comes to helping or healing or teaching, when it comes to, when it involves other people, it's very draining. Um, my, yeah, you know, the queen, she does massage therapy. She has to, that's a lot of energy put into someone else. You do counseling. That's a lot of energy put into someone else. So what is that? Why that kind of like recharges you? I think, I think my why, you know, and I'll break it down in a few different, uh, uh, points. I think my my biggest why is just kind of like what you mentioned earlier, just coming up, you know, being in certain environments, being around certain people and just seeing the effects of not having, you know, a mentor or, or, or a certain trajectory in your mind and just kind of walking around aimlessly. It's, it's detrimental, not only to that person, but the community too. Mm. You know, people don't really see it, but I never saw it like that. Well, I mean, have, yeah, not really. <laughs> you, you know, you think about it like for the I do it for the youth, the people that are coming after me, and people, my peers too, to give them motivation. But think about let's just give this scenario out. Say you have, say you have a hundred youth, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say half of those youth have a mentor 
they have some sort of accountability with someone. They have a plan that they're working on and somebody can hold them accountable on. And, and they have someone along that journey with them as they're going through this stuff that they're going through. Mm-hmm. They're more likely to be successful. They're more likely to be more uh, participative in, if that's even a word, in their community. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're more likely to, you know, continue on education, going to college. They're more, they're more likely not to get into the drugs, the alcohol, the yeah. sex, and the partying. Yeah, yeah. They, they're, they're, their mindset is molded in a different way just due to the fact that they had somebody alongside of them that's been through the fire already to prevent them from getting burned. Right? Steer them away. And yeah. then, you have, yeah, and then you have the other 50 who don't have that, who are just in the wild in a sense, you know, they, 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 they got to hunt for themselves. You know, they got to, they got to crash and burn by themselves. You know, all mm-hmm. this stuff, they don't have no sort of guidance. The, the, the 50 that have that mentor, the 50 that have that guidance, that person along the way or people along the way to push them are going to be way more well off than the people than, than the 50 other youth that did not Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I'm sure everybody to this can agree to that. Most definitely. You know, so, I, so I think my why is 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 deep within my community because I know that if you if you groom somebody to become a leader, if you groom somebody to become, you know, something bigger than themselves, that's not only helping you out as the mentor, because as a mentor and mentee relationship, you're both learning from each other. True. You know, you're mm-hmm. learning how to become a mentor for the next person that you mentor. And that mentee is learning from you and your experiences and becoming their better selves. And then they're more likely to, 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 to share the knowledge too. Yeah. Pass that on. So what's back. Yeah. So when, so, create that type of environment you create that type of movement within a community or within a group of individuals that's going to benefit everybody because then because then you have these young people these young these young uh youth that now have the mentality of i want to be a leader i want to make something of myself okay now i have this idea i can go for it you know what I mean? I have the backing behind me too. Even if I do fail in that idea, I have people that are going to show me how to keep moving and go on to the next thing and learn from that failure. You know, so I do it because it's not only beneficial to me, like I get fulfillment from it because I see the direct results of my involvement in, in these people's lives and, and, and giving these, these artists and these people a platform. And I see how it affects them directly in, in their, their artistship, you know, their musicianship or, you know, their art skills, whatever. Cause then, you know, there it's like a, it's like a, it's like repetitions. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like the more, the yeah. more they, the more they get involved in these things, the more that they're practicing their passions and, 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 and building on their passions, the more you're, building a solid foundation for a community of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then I want to see, I want to see my community better off 
than where it started when I, you know, first became a part of the community. Mm. And I want to be able to, I want to be able to provide those resources that weren't provided when I was younger, when I was these people age, you know what I mean? I want to, I want to open doors, you know, in for people. I want, I want to be that person that, that's able to kick down the door and just like wave yeah. people like, yo, come on. Yeah, yo, yeah, come yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's my mentality, you know what I mean? And, and yeah, it's draining, putting a lot of energy in these types of things, but the reward is is better, you know what I'm saying? It, it just, just seeing that, not even in a selfish way, but seeing that, man, what I was able to give of myself to this person or these people help them elevate themselves to where that they can do the same now. You know what I mean? That's, that's really, that's really my why. And, you know, family is another big why as well. You know, I want to, I want to be able to create a legacy that, you know, a decade, two years, I mean, two decades down the road, I can look back and, you know, my kids can see that I was able to, to create a path for them whether they choose to follow that path or create their own. But I want to be able to, to, to have a legacy built so that people after me can continue to build on that legacy and it'll, it'll stay around even long after I'm, I'm gone, you know? And it's you'll like have a mentor a tree, right you know? at home. You'll exactly. have the mentorship from day one. And going back to what you said, really it's, it's creating those positive habits is sounds like that is like the key thing to being a mentor is is getting especially towards towards the youth getting them to to get onto these habits like you said repetition and get them these positive habits instead of one of scarcity one of selfishness and whatever else you know that other 50 you know, might've had. So at the, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's all about that mindset, right? That 150, exactly. yeah, that 150 was instilled in them, put those seeds, those seeds were put in them and they grew. No seeds were put into the other 50. Um, well, the seeds, I guess, of, of lack and maybe anger, jealousy, whatever is the case. And, you know, you really, you reap what you sow. And it's sad because we do it to ourselves unknowingly, of course, um, or there's someone doing it to us. So I'm glad there's people like you and a community like you you and how you think doing that, because that's so important. That's so important, especially to teach them young, that mindset, that positive mindset. And I, I again, I think it's so important that we also learn from our elders and our ancestors. I always, always preach that because we have to be better than the ones that preceded us. That's how we keep things going. And in order to do that, we have to learn from the one that precedes us. You know what I mean? So that we can teach the exactly. ones that, yeah. So I'm glad you do that. That's, that's, that's a beautiful thing, my brother. That's a beautiful thing to hear, bro, because it's, it's really needed. Do you have do you have any plans to like go national or international? Oh, I never I don't think I ever asked you that. Do you have any plans for that? Yeah, man. I mean, 
Like so, like I said, the founder Wilson, he he's currently in Portland, Oregon, and uh, he he does it there. You know, he's a I think he's a professor at one of the local universities or community colleges, and he, he's doing this thing. You know, talking to people out there, networking as well. And uh, I know that we had plans of trying to start a chapter out there based on the success of the chapter here in Sioux Falls, you know, once we get to a certain stage and, and, and get certain, you know, funding and, and get to the level that we want to be eventually, you know, starting chapters in other places as well. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's definitely in the works and the, down the road. Um, I don't know what that timeline looks like as of now, but it's, it's been in the talks for sure to try and get, chapters like our growth project in other cities as well and just kind of bring that um, bring that type of platform or resources to other places around the nation too and who knows man it, if we do get to a point where we have multiple chapters in states and we're able to do an international thing you know the homeland who knows man yeah who knows <laughs> but it, it would be a be a great thing and even if it's not even if it's not, you know, identical to what we do, but just, you know, planting the seed in people's minds that they can do something like it where they're at. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So if you made it to the end of this episode, thank you for tuning into this episode. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to soul. I just want to teach you guys, you know, what these people around me have stored up in their brains. I think everybody could benefit from it. So thank you for tuning into these episodes and liking these episodes enough to stay that whole hour. I know that's a lot of your time, so I'm not going to take up much more of it. I wanted to say, if you like it, if you think other people can benefit from it, don't be afraid to hit that share button, share it to a friend, share it to your family. Don't be afraid to hit the subscribe button and leave a comment what you think I can do better, what you agreed with, what you learned, etc. All right, I'll see y'all next Saturday.